0: So I'm just letting you know, um, I have a little project going on. Uh, I've been grooming a young boy. Huh? Uh, a little 12 year old boy. Um, not for sexual reasons, before you go having a dirty mind like that. Uh, I'm grooming him to do a podcast. I'm training him to be a, uh, a professional podcaster. A 12 year old. Yes, because I pr- I pl- I plan on replacing you. Um, he won't be- re- <laughs> Excuse He won't be ready. Me? Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just letting you know, you know, because maybe things could change. You might get your act together. But um, I'm just <laughs> Wait, letting you know- Wait, does this I've have
1: been- to do with that contract you made me sign?
0: Yeah. Oh, fuck. And you- I don't know if you've read the fine print, but you broke the rules. What are the rules? What did I do? Huh? Shit, what did I do? Uh, question- cu- Questioning me. So I'm now- <laughs> I'm grooming this boy <laughs> to be- to be uh, a co-host that won't question me when I- when I start to, uh, you know, just- just call- Joel Edgerton, a piece of shit with, with, you know, with no evidence. Did you have Um, a problem with me calling you a racist
1: prick as well? Is that part of the issue as well, or... Exactly, exactly. Is it just, against
0: the Joel Edgerton shit? It's, 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 it's all of it. You have been questioning me too much. Whenever I want to go out on a limb and call a celebrity a creep, a pedophile, uh, a despicable mess... And I have absolutely no evidence to show for that. I'm tired of it. So I've taken this boy under my wing and I'm grooming him to be my podcast host. Uh, He won't be ready for about another eight years. Yeah. So you have until that time to get your act together. But if not, by 2028, there will be a new Joe. I've named him Joe as well, by the way.
1: Where did you find this 12-year-old boy? And how are you training him? Well, he was just hanging around. And what are you doing to train
0: him to replace me? Just telling him not to ask questions and just go, "Uh uh-huh? No, I just... uh, No, it's it's very simple. I have him chained in a room. (laughs) And I'm making him listen to podcasts 24-7 right and and um we're doing we're doing a little pretend podcast at the moment, and then anytime he he asks questions like uh where am I? who are you? I give him an electric shock right <laughs> um he, he's he he has his I have some buckets of water he, he and his feet <laughs> are dipped in those in those buckets. And I have electric eels in there, and I've trained these eels. At, at my command, they shock him. Right. And that is the future of this podcast. If, Jesus. if you will not relent on letting me give shit to celebrities that i don't like for no reason other than i'm jealous i i have to say i have to question your judgment right now
1: for chaining up a 12 year old boy in your basement
0: here we go here we go here we go again here we go again you questioning me once more joe too is ready in my back room i've got eight years
1: right before i need to worry about 12 year old joe Okay.
0: Exactly. So Countdown starts now. I might get start your act a together.
1: Bit stressed in twenty twenty six or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for now,
0: and you know and what? in the meantime, in the meantime, Joe Two is like Goku in the gravity chamber. He's only getting stronger. He's going to be the greatest podcaster this world has ever seen. And, and you probably just malnourished. You just well, he's gonna be jacked. <laughs>
1: How is he going to be jacked? You're not feeding him. You can barely feed
0: yourself. I'm right. He's going to be lean. He's going to be jacked. I'm training him in in weights and Kung Fu also. This is going to be the supreme podcaster. And I'm letting you know right now, if if you were willing to get your act together, then once you prove to me that you can be the proper host that I need you to be, then I will shoot him and we will have nothing else to worry about and he will be done.
1: <laughs> Hi, uh, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe. I'm Dane. Yay. I can hear the enthusiasm. Every time It just, you just- every week you just get a bit more happy to be here. Right?
0: It's just such a weird intro- intro. It's like, it's the worst possible intro that you could give me. It's no, not well, even like- and this is Dane and then I just say hi or you just let me do my own intro. You just or like, no, like, I am Joe and then I have to be like, I am Dane. Like, okay, what else am I supposed so, to do?
1: So, we're going to do it again and you're going to be funny yeah. this time. Hi, uh, welcome to Movie Butts, and I'm Arnie Joe. And it's Dane. Oh, Dane. Woo! Welcome back. You know, this is a podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst for certain topics. Those topics include franchises, directors, actors, studios, anything we think of or any way we can fucking cheat, we'll come up with a category to fit that math. And uh, yeah, then I basically, you know, aggregate it all. I... I punch in the Rotten Tomatoes, the IMDb, the Metacritic, the user scores, fucking box office budget. Put it all in a spreadsheet, and I do some really, really—I'm I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna say now—pretty rudimentary math to determine um, the best and the worst of the certain topics. Um, rudimentary but, uh, means
0: brilliant, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah, rudimentary means in, in, insanely difficult, insanely yeah. time-consuming and um yeah really hard some like
0: like which is why no one can argue with what is the best and the worst because it's science talking and if you don't agree with science and i'm sorry you don't belong in the 21st century go away go back to uh the medieval times uh whenever that was i guess like 1850 and uh enjoy the black plague
1: I think you mean 1975.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's in medieval times.
1: (laughs) No, so yeah, we basically, um, as a result of that, there's a clear best and worst of the topics. Um, What was our topic and what movies are we talking about today, Dane?
0: So, I chose the uh, Miyazaki, Uh, I'm... You know, I'm not gonna try to say his first Hey-ya-yo, name. Heyeo, I
1: think. Heyo, I don't know.
0: Heyo Miyazaki. I, I've
1: always said heyo Miyazaki, but it could be hey
0: Yeah. Heyo Miyazaki. Yep. Um Yeah, I chose uh Heyo Miyazaki. Uh we specifically focused on his um uh, studio Ghibli film. So he directed um two films. Uh, previous to him starting his own studio, Studio Ghibli. Yeah, the first one Um, is the Castle of
1: Cagliastro, and the second one is, I can't remember.
0: Yeah, Anasta Arso thing. Yeah, Uh, the wind
1: in the sky or something, I don't know.
0: We chose to focus on his Studio Ghibli efforts. Uh, I feel like that makes sense. I'm not going to explain why, but you should just understand that that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we, uh, the best and the worst came out to be the best was Spirited Away and the worst Ponyo. Um, I think it's worth saying, Joe, that none of these films are bad. Uh, although I understand that you had a hard time watching Ponyo. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. So, in terms of the math, I just want to get through the math before we start talking about Ponyo specifically. Um... Uh, for the best, it was pretty unanimously spirited away. Um, its Metacritic scores, its Rotten Tomatoes scores, its IMDb user rating were all the highest. And for its it budget, an, its box office won an Oscar. Right, won a fucking Oscar. And for its bu- yeah. uh, budget, its box office like I don't want to say shits on everything else, but it's like close to being around a hundred million dollars more than the others. For the worst, <laughs> it was very hard because. Like Dane just said, when it comes to the quality of them, they're all popular to a certain degree. The fact that this had a. The fact that the user rating, the Rotten Tomatoes audience score was 83% was the lowest for Ponyo. Mm. That's the lowest of all of his films in terms of audience response on Rotten Tomatoes. 83%? That's insane.
0: Yeah. That, that's, that's uh, a good movie.
1: That's arguably, I see 83%. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm keen to see that. Not, it's 83% the worst.
0: is a fucking classic.
1: Well, yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, um, so it was actually really hard to figure out the worst. It was actually a tie between, um, Porco Rosso and Ponyo in terms of its IMDB scores. hmm Um, and then it had the lowest Rotten Tomatoes audience score. And then I was kind of like, oh, it's still a bit of a donkey vote. I don't like that. But then I did the math and for its budget, its box office return wasn't as good as some of the other ones. So it, yeah. you know, that brought it down as well. So it still made a lot of money and was still made relatively modestly, but it still didn't gross as much as his previous two films, How's Moving Castle and Spirited Away. It was a uh, a drop in terms of revenue. So yeah the, yeah, the worst was Ponyo.
0: And that's pretty understandable. Uh, I mean, like what watching this film, I mean, like the reason I chose this, uh, uh, was because I had just watched all of his films the week before, like right. in the span of three days, I watched all of them. So you know how this goes, like, at the end of every episode that I have to pick, you go, and, uh, what do we got for next week, Dane? And then I have to think of it on the spot because I cannot, for the life of me, preach something, anything. Yeah. So I just fucking, sp- whatever comes out of my mouth first. And, uh, because I just watched all these films, I was like, Miyazaki. I'm, um, I'm
1: curious, Dane, what the fuck
0: is that noise that I keep hearing? Uh, which noise?
1: Is it like a buzz or something? Am I going fucking mental?
0: Is it happening right now?
1: No, it was
0: like a uh, noise. Is it just my fucking cadence? No, there's no- (laughs) You don't talk and go- is it uh, my- Is it- Is it my- Is it my wife snoring next to me? Is that what's happening right now? yeah my wife's asleep on the couch that's kind of right cute now. okay so i'm not gonna and <laughs> she's i'm not gonna cut that out she's she's snoring
1: i'm not gonna cut that so- out and i'm and, and we can <laughs> deal with it anyone who has a problem with the snoring you don't have a yeah. heart because that's adorable So that
0: weird that uh strange gross uh pig sound in the background <laughs> is just my wife snoring <laughs> on the couch next to
1: me are you sure <laughs> it's not the child in the basement <laughs>
0: Yeah. If you hear any, if you hear any muffled screaming, that's Joe 2 in the basement. But ignore him, but look forward to 2028, baby, because that's when movie butts is really going to kick off. So, so, um, I, were you at
1: all surprised with the results of the math?
0: Um, not really, because I can understand why Ponyo, um, isn't well received.
1: Oh, it is well-received. It's just not as well-received.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not as, not as well-received. I mean, because, um, he made Spirited Away and then Hal's Moving Castle and then Ponyo. Yeah. Um, which I think can, can be seen as a, a bit of a disappointment. Yep. For the, the trajectory of this man's career, because... Spirited Away is amazing. It was a huge breakthrough um, in in terms of Western cinema. How's Moving Castle? Um, whether you think it's better or worse, um, I can definitely see it as um, on par or even an elevation in terms of narrative scope. Sure. Um, but then Ponyo is a. It's a film for babies. Step back. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a movie for two year olds. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I mean, um, especially if you are, um, a Western critic and you've only come to know this guy from Spirited Away, which a lot of, uh, Western cinema goers and critics, you know, that was their deal. Yeah. Uh, and then you have How's Moving Castle which is um, very similar if not more grand in scope than Spirited Away. And then, you know, you hear, "Oh, Miyazaki has a new film coming out. Oh, what's he going to do? Spirited Away." Oh, How's Moving Castle, no, what's he going to come next? And then he has Yeah, and then he has uh yeah, a film for fucking 2-year-olds comes out. And that is a tremendous disappointment because you think that he's going to try to up the ante, which you know, which fair enough, is what you come to expect. Or at least um, on par. That's the thing, it's yeah, like I, I argue I, I but he took a
1: massive step back. I disagree with you when you say that Howl's moving castle is a step forward, but I will agree that it is on par in terms of scope and style.
0: Yeah, I said like may like maybe it is. I consider it like um only maybe it is because um, I, I, I think that Spirited Away is kind of a, it, it is kind of a child story. Yeah. Um, but very mature. Definitely. Um, and, and Howl's Moving Castle, I think is, I think is more mature than Spirited Away. Um, only in the sense that it plays into he's views on war. Yeah. Only on, only for that reason, which is the only reason I would say that it's maybe uh tr- you know, trying a bit harder to be grandiose than, it, than Spirited it, Away, but it's a, but it's at least on par. It's a, it's in the same vein of maturity as Spirited Away. But where You know what? Ponyo is definitely like Wiggles shit.
1: Oh, it- I I think you've actually convinced me. I think you're right in terms of him maybe having a bit more of a reach when it comes to House Moving Castle. Um, If anything, it's like closer to what he did with Princess Mononoke in terms of themes and such and the deconstruction of, you know, like war and, you know, pollution and stuff, like with Princess Mononoke. I I just like to give a bit of context. Yeah, I think
0: it was. I think it was at least a, a more mature film for him. Sure.
1: Right. Well, we're not actually talking about that film specifically.
0: But <laughs> um, no, we are talking a bit about we are talking a little bit about Miyazaki. Of course. It's kind so of it's, it's,
1: kind it's kind of needed to. to um I'd like to give a bit of context as to like my experience of Miyazaki. Um what did when did you only just recently watch all of them?
0: Uh yeah, can I just uh, quickly give you my experience with him? Okay. Just just like 30 seconds. Um, so I first saw Spirited Away when I was 12 or 13. I hadn't... Uh, so this is like 2002. Um, and uh, it, was, it, it was the first time I had ever gotten stoned. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, I went over to my friend's place and he was like, I have a bong, let's smoke weed. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Uh, so we got stoned for the first time in my life. And then he was like, let's put on Spirited Away. I didn't know what that was. He put on Spirited Away. Uh, it fucking ruined me. Uh, it, it, it killed my fucking brain. I was so scared. Um, freaked me out. Um, but I loved it. And I never actually watched another Miyazaki film because, uh, I was like, there is no way that this cunt has another film that is even that close. That seemed like lightning in a bottle to me. Right. It's like I'm not watching another Miyazaki film because there's no way that they're that good. And I don't fucking like anime. Um and it was only last week um that I was I had a hangover, right? Because I stopped drinking for the first time in three months. I'd been drunk for three months straight since COVID kicked in. And uh and I was like, okay, I need to stop drinking for a bit. So I had like a week long hangover and I just watched all these films and then realized that, that you're a even fucking weeb. Even though you could say, you know, some are better than others, they're all pretty much just as good in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, like my, my least favorite is Porco Rosso. Uh, we had a discussion about that on the bus cause that's your yeah. favorite, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my least favorite, but I still fucking love that movie. And I think that they're, they're all fantastic. So right. that's my experience with Miyazaki.
1: Cool. So for me, for me specifically, it was my dad bought me a PS2. And when I got at home, I realized that I now had the ability to watch DVDs. And that was a, you know, a fucking cool thing because I've been, you know, renting videos from Blockbuster and shit up until that point. Um, So I walked down and I buy Spirited Away, first ever DVD I bought, fell in love with it, watched it every year ever since, watched it fucking multiple times a year. Like, I I think I I told you that it's probably the movie I've seen more than any other film. It's because it's amazing and I fucking love it. Um, it's perfect in every fucking way. So then I went, um, uh, uh, just letting you know, try not to drink too much while recording, by the way. Oh, sorry. In terms of like with the mic, you know what I mean?
0: hmm Yeah. Um, yep.
1: So then I went um, and, you know, I watched fucking, I, I waited, patiently watched How's Moving Castle, went back and rented Princess Mononoke and... I really love them. And for my age, I thought I was kind of cool because of... I thought I was smart for liking them, if you know what I mean. Like, specifically Princess Mononoke, because it's quite dense. Mm -hmm. Like, it has a lot to say. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think that's that's his most... uh, Right. One of his most mature films, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I convinced my mum to take me to go see Ponyo at the cinema. (laughs) Because I love fucking his other films I convinced my mum to take me I told her she'd love it I told her she'd fucking love it you know she likes Spirited Away she'll love it and we go and we sit in this fucking cinema and I've never felt so old in my life watching that film and I was quite young I was like 14 or something
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm not a, even kidding. It's a, it's and a, it's I was a movie so for babies. Disappointed.
1: I was so disappointed. Yeah, I and understand. And I, and I hated it, you know. And I, I watched it again another couple mm. of years later and, and it didn't work anymore. Yeah. Like, I didn't like it anymore. And I yeah, I haven't watched it in 10 years. I haven't watched yeah. it in 10 years until I had to for this podcast. Mm. And I hated it even more this time.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I hate that film. And I thought... Um, cause it, the difference between me now and then is in that time I've gone back and I've watched all of his films. Like I've seen all mm. of them, right? Except yeah. for one, which is one of his pre Ghibli films. It's the, the wind in the valley in the wind or something. I need to still, I, I still need to watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, but so yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe with the context of Totoro, um, and his more childish films, I'll be able to have mm. a new appreciation for
0: Ponyo. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. You know what? I think that, I I think that actually says a lot because I I have a lot of sympathy for you, Joe, Joe, Joe old boy, because, um, uh, I watched this film, uh, like I said before, um, once we were in, uh, quarantine and, uh, COVID, uh, I pretty much, um, resided to, uh, just, just just drinking in my house right being just being drunk all the time for like 3 months straight uh and then I was like okay that's enough I'm going to stop um and I don't know if any of our listeners uh if anyone is actually listening to this uh anyone who listens <laughs> listens to movie butts there's going to be a few people who probably uh, are alcoholic people who are obsessed with movies. That's So probably they would true. know, yeah, they would know the feeling of like being drunk for three months straight and then just stopping and that you are anxious, you are cold, you are sweating, you're nervous and you just want something to help you get through this. And, um, that is why I found Ponyo to be exceptional because I was like huddled up on the couch with flu-like symptoms. and there was just this little fucking innocent movie uh. about like, but like with but like, with all these magical elements to it, right. You know, and it's just it's such a simple. Straightforward film and the stakes are so low, mm. and you're just watching this. You're just watching this little romance between a couple of four-year-olds and just them going about a magical day, and I, it it fucking it lifted my spirits, right and I was just like, fuck me, what 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 a beautiful little film, and I I consider it to be, um, not as good as my neighbor Totoro but right. it's it's just just underneath for me you know right. which might be a controversial opinion because i know that that's a classic but i think it's i think it's right up there with that shit so for me
1: when you say no stakes little adventure
0: there I are, there, disagree are stakes, the, there are stakes entirely and that's why
1: and that's why this film freaks me out is and where my neighbor Totoro doesn't is because mm-hmm. we have the perception that the stakes shouldn't be high but that that girl kills thousands of people
0: but there there are potential high stakes but it's the same she way she kills that people like- Right. Yeah. Okay. But she I causes mean,
1: like, a tsunami that destroys an entire s- town. But that's she. That's and, the and, and, same. And like, that's the and, same watching, as watching, watching no, 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 Fast and the Furious Five and watching them
0: smash through buildings and being yeah, like, but, "What about all those people?"
1: No, it's no. But like when when there's a scene where there's this little girl that comes out of the water and she's mm. riding running across a fish, and I'm watching a ship board water, and I know how water works. The amount of water that's getting on that boat is they're dead. They're mm-hmm. dead. I'm watching the the father die. Yeah. yeah. The father is getting killed, and yeah. the, the water's getting in the boat, and everyone's drowning and dying. And the music's like, and like she's running across a fucking like the ocean, yeah. and I'm like, no, that's not how that's not how the world works. Um, whereas like, and and I'm just like, it's just taking all these really big problems, making fun of tsunamis and stuff, and just making them too innocent. Like the mum doesn't give a fuck about anything in that film. No, and you know there were points where I found it charming, but then it's just like, no, you can't cross, you'll die, and you'll kill your son. And she's like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And like, and like, you know that the, like there's waves crashing around people are dying the two people yeah. i I'm, I'm like they don't die because they show them in the boat but you know she crosses the thing and then the wave comes and destroys the town those two poor men that were like don't cross are dead yeah yeah and it's just these I mean, things and i'm like these inconsistencies and these and just how blasé mm-hmm. they are about chaos and pain and suffering mm-hmm. To me, doesn't make it a good kids' film. It makes it psychotic. The film yeah. is psychotic at times. And like, you know, the, the, the fucking... The fucking... Like, the, they're driving and, and and the kid's like, I saw the, a little girl. She just pulls up in the middle of like running away from a fucking wave. Gets out of mm-hmm. the car, looks around. And her son almost drowns. And I know it's like, yeah. it's a little kids' film. But these are real stakes. And this movie teases real stakes. And has them, and 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 has them in these moments, these really mo, these moments that should be tense, and they're not. And then there are these moments mm. that are tense, and it's like, oh, because Ponyo's falling asleep. And I'm like, where is the moral compass to this one? Where is like what who what were they thinking when they were making this? If you're gonna make a little innocent film, make Totoro. Mm-hmm.
0: Totoro
1: is. Perfect for it. And there are, there are very little stakes in Totoro until the last 15 minutes of the film, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. That fits the story.
0: Yeah. And that's probably, you know, and I think that's, that's why I think that, uh, Totoro is just above this for me. But again, like I, like I said before, um, for me, all that stuff that is applied off screen just from a real world knowledge uh doesn't matter to me in the same way that uh I can watch um you know a stupid action film like Fast Five sure. and be like oh what about all these people being killed it's like who cares they're the heroes and for me it's like uh this 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 is in the the same vein as that where it's like it's stupid innocent right. fun where it's like oh yeah but all those people that died it's like yeah but you know Suzuki, uh what's his name S- so sasuke 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 and ponyo are in love it's cute you know yeah and you nah. know it, it has it has holes obviously but um like oh i you know i just didn't give a shit i just thought it was fucking cute and i watched it uh, i you know i watched it uh again tonight because i wanted to even though i watched him a week ago i just wanted to um Wow, Wow, the snoring's actually getting louder. (laughs) Sorry? The snoring's actually getting louder. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say?
1: (laughs) What's getting louder? I said the snoring is getting louder.
0: Uh, Okay. Should I just nudge her and tell her to stop?
1: Nah, it's fine. I think we'll survive. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Like,
0: it's... Stupid, uh, yeah. But stupid. I mean, like, yeah. that's that's the thing that it's just like, like I don't, like I don't care, because yep. this it's not. It's, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a movie that is, is it's meant to take in real world consequences. Because I think if you want to look at, it, you know, you could look at it from that level of logic, and. You know, if I was to take on that mind frame, there are so many fucking problems with this because it's like, okay, there's so uh, many problems with the film. Oh, I, I mean, like, I mean, like the first thing that pops into my head is like, okay, so at the end of the film, um, uh, you know, Ponyo decides to give up her uh, god powers mm-hmm. and become a human for real so that she can be with Sosuke. Um. Be- you know, because they're in love. You know, and it's very sweet and all. But it's like okay, what what is this meant to be a love forever? Like I can already imagine it's just like you don't even have to imagine them as adults or teenagers. To realize that it's they're like, gonna fall out of love. Yeah, even like even like fucking three months later they fucking hate each other and, and the he's mum having to now look after two kids. See, and I all hate Ponya.
1: I think the I think this movie relies on the fact that you find Ponyo cute, and I, I find, find Ponyo. Pon, cute. Of course, you find Ponyo cute. I find Ponyo insufferable. Right. Ponyo annoys me. <laughs> and 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 it means that I can't forgive all this absolutely dog shit stuff that she does for Sasuke. Mm. Like I'm. I can't right. forget how terrible she treats the planet. I can't not, uh, like, think about how, like, poorly she treats her little siblings and just turns them into fish. And then, like, they're unimportant, but she is. Like, it's mm. just that there's all these little things. And I'm just like, fuck you, Ponyo. I hate you. <laughs> you selfish cow. Like, just just don't right. be a bitch. Mm. And, and, like, and there's just all these little inconsistent... Like, for me, like it the movie always feels like there's going to be a plot or there's some like actual like like there's something important that's going to happen right and mm-hmm. you get that 10 minutes before the ending we we get mm-hmm. out of the first act 10 minutes from the end we find out what the story is or what's happening yeah. And that pissed mm-hmm. me off. I'm like, no, I, I well, what, what the hell was that last hour and 70, like the fucking right. 70 minutes I watched See, before? We're now getting into wh- the film
0: and it's over. But that's why I liked it is because... Um, so, this film, <clears throat> this film just... It, it, like, that's why I called it low stakes is because... Um, like it presents potential stakes, right? Right. That it's like um, you know, uh, Ponyo comes into this boy's life. Um, they kind of fall in love, or they have some sort of connection, and then she's taken away, and you're like, "Oh no, she's how is he gonna?" And then she just goes back, and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then yeah. it's like um, the their whole the whole town floods, and you're like, "Oh no, what's gonna happen?" And then they just go on a cute little adventure, and then it's like oh, uh, now the dad is trying to get Ponyo back because he doesn't want to, be- what's going to happen with that? And then it's all fine. And it's like, it presents potential stakes, but then it's all fine, which I can understand uh, a criticism towards that. But for me, I found it incredibly relieving because it was like, oh no, is there going to be some huge drama here? Uh Oh, actually, actually, it's all fine. And it turns out, um, it's just, for the most part, you're just watching a little boy and a little girl have a sweet little romance where like the like a huge chunk of the film is just Ponyo and Sosuke uh riding around on a little tugboat in the water and just just having fun mm. and it's like it's just like a fucking no just fucking watch these watch these kids no, Have that's a, a shit time. answer. That's a shit answer. No, explanation. and it's the most sweet little fucking... No, it's the sweetest no. little film ever. What are you talking about? How can you be so fucking cold-hearted? It's no, the sweetest no. so little th- thing. Th- the
1: issue is, right, and I can deal with low stakes. I can deal mm. with that, but the, the but this film presents them and then mm-hmm. forgets about them.
0: I don't think it forgets about them. It resolves them very quickly and easily. Uh, I don't know. It presents it's just, it's the like, stakes it's like, and then no they resolve.
1: Have Ponyo turn into a little girl with Sasuke and then be dancing around like a chicken at the house and cute music playing. Have that be the movie.
0: Yeah. Or something that like that. Movie.
1: Don't know, but it's not. There's like all this other what shit. Like the mum dies at one point and then isn't dead. and But it's like... But it's like the, these are hollow stakes, and yeah, you know, they like, are.
0: They're they're like hollow stakes because it presents this potential danger.
1: But no, but, but I think it needed an explanation near the beginning. Like, there's a conversation that um, the father has with the mother, right? That the the, the mm-hmm. fucking fish people, and they're talking about how like how how Ponios. Actions, Ponyo being on land is causing this, you know, disturbance in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. They have this conversation about it and how like, oh, they should do the test and how they should, um, and let her do it, but we'll see what she does. And when everything is resolved, everything will be, go back to normal. That conversation happens an hour into the fucking movie. Yeah. And all I wanted was some explanation like that near the beginning. Or I just needed, mm-hmm. I just needed some fucking context for how this world works. And, right. and that's, and that's what pisses me off even more is like, you know, it's set in our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's set in our world and no one acts the way they would act in this scenario in our world. And that annoys mm-hmm. me. If it was a different world or a world with magic, or a world with these pre... I mean, I Wait, don't No, 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 oh, let me finish, let me finish. If it was in a world yeah. where this sort of thing might happen from time to time, you mm-hmm. know, or like a world where they're, they're connected with the spirits or something where, you know, oh, yeah, of course, there are wizards, like Kiki's Delivery Service or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Then I can, yeah. like,
1: at least in my brain, accept that I don't know that, that world and I don't know those people, so I have no real reason to criticize it. But it's set in our world... And, like, he's getting around with a fucking bucket with this fish with a fucking human face. And I mean, and then, yeah. and then no, no, but then no one says anything except for that one old lady who goes, Ah, oh, it's got a fucking face. And I'm like, Thank yeah. you. Like, is that how fish are meant to look like? No, clearly they're not because only this one cunt <laughs> goes, No, why does it have hair? Yeah. Why does it have a face?
0: And I'll tell you what, she is the most miserable cunt. In the movie, I know,
1: no, but like, but but and like you don't. You, that's have the that. only character that you related. Don't to. Have I just want to point the, don't have that in. Don't have that in the movie. No, Either, you gotta don't have, have it that in because the film. it's
0: like, no, because it's like you know, it's like people who just aren't willing to go along with it. That it's like, uh, like I didn't think it was. Set have them in funny. In our
1: world. Have them in funny fucking um, Doctor Zeus
0: houses and have
1: like the delivery person be a robot. Just, just no, make it. S- Different
0: enough. Cause what's said to me is that it's not fully set in our world. It is. Is yeah, but like when I was like, ah, oh, okay, whatever. Like, cause he del- he, he shows his is it his mum or his big sister? Because it, she acts like his mum, but then he calls her by her first name. So I wasn't sure.
1: I thought it was his mum. Are we talking yeah. about are we talking about his mum? Yeah, but he calls her by her first name, not mum. But then he calls- but then, like, she's mad at the, her husband, I'm pretty sure, which is the dad.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. But anyway. It's his mom. Um, so he presents the, the fish with a face to his mom, and she's like, ah, oh, okay. And then everyone else is like, oh okay. So I thought that that was meant to be like, uh, yeah, okay, cool, we'll just buy it. And then the most- I felt like that was deliberate that it's like, and then the, the most cynical person in the film is the only one that's like, that it's got a face. What the fuck is going on? I don't no, buy that, this that, see that, bullshit. that to me,
1: that to me throws this whole thing into question. If she didn't say that, she said it was ugly or something. It serves yeah, the same she, purpose. She actually but says, it's, like,
0: oh, it's got a face." Yeah, she's like, "It's got a human face." What is, is that? Which is which is which 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 is very deliberate. I feel like he's trying to make a point there.
1: No, so like, compared to Spirited Away, because we haven't talked about Spirited Away at all, which we probably mm-hmm. should. Um, yeah, we're presented a situation in which there is the real world, and then she goes mm. into the spirit world right and 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 the the it's it's sentinel it's made in a way that you can question whether or not it happened or not if that makes sense if if you're so cynical you can pretend Mm. it's a dream or something right
0: to yeah you can pretend that she has a fucking mental illness or some shit if you want to be a real fucking
1: yeah yeah no but do you know what i'm getting at like it's it's like there's that clear separation between the dream world and the real world so it's like it's easy Uh, to palette which is and yeah, which
0: is why I think that Spirited Away was his first film that broke through to a Western audience. Interesting. Because, uh, because you have a film like Princess Mononoke, uh, which, you know, every ended, character- I'm pretty sure it ended his career. Like, he wanted, he retired after that one.
1: Which one? Mononoke. He, he It's one of his first retirement was after Princess Mononoke. And I think there was a reason in regards oh, to reception... Yeah, he's retired like First four times. First retirement?
0: Yeah. Uh, good on him. Um, so, yeah, w- w- you know, with a film like Princess Mononoke, which is, is probably my favorite one of his, um, that's a film where every character exists in the world and they all understand the rules of the world. Yeah. Uh, so for Japanese audiences, it may not be, you know, that weird. Uh, but for Western audiences, it's really hard to get into because it's you know foreign uh and then you have a weird spirit world going on. Uh but with Spirited Away, um you can relate to this girl because she's she, an avatar. She al- well, yeah, she already exists. Uh, I mean the intro of the film, uh brilliantly done by the way, um the first five minutes is just her in the backseat of the car uh, driving into a town that she's going to be moving into, uh, she doesn't want to be in, she's a foreigner in this land already, um, and, um, yeah, it's a strange world to her already, and then she goes into this spirit world, and she is constantly, uh, flabbergasted by all the weird shit around her, so... Audiences, uh, more specifically Western audiences, uh, can be like, you know, they're freaked out by the weird shit going on around them, but they're comforted by the main character also being stressed out by it. Right. She suddenly has all these ghosts and shit around her, her parents are pigs, and then there's a fucking weird spider-man and she's in this strange ass world and she's just like what the fuck is going on this is fucking crazy and i think for western audiences that was a she acts as like a uh, a guide through this uh strange right universe dane uh, all, all implying, his films are
1: you implying that i'm too white for ponyo <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, sure, sure. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, you're not, um, you're not Japanese enough. I'm, I'm very Japanese. Well, we I did, we are, we, the, we did uh,
1: have a, a bit of a subs versus dubs war here. I, um, ended up watching it in <laughs> dub anyway, just cause I didn't have the patience to watch the subs and I know the dub yeah. versions and Dane I, yeah, is I a traditionalist that. and only watches subs. So Technically, you well, I don't, watch two I different wanna, films. Yeah,
0: I don't want to be a wank
1: about that stuff, but it's just like, dude, you were on my, you were you were with me, and you're like, nah,
0: subs versus dubs, bro. <laughs> and you fucking I meant just, it when you said it too. I just, yeah, but you know, for me, it's just like Miyazaki directed it in that language, so yeah. I want to watch. I want to watch the director's film. That's yeah. all it is. That's fair. Though I, I, I have to if, say, you know, that you the dubs I'd, are and, really and, good for. Um, yeah. No, they are. Stuff. I've, I've, I've seen it, I've seen it in dubs and I know that they, um, they put a great amount of effort into it, but I yeah. just want to watch the film that he directed. But, you know, that's why I think that, um, Spirited Away was, was the breakthrough for him because I would definitely say it's up there as, um, one of my faves. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's the best he has to offer. Yeah.
1: I think it has a bit you of know, everything I, I, in it. That's the that's the that's the good thing about it. Is like there is, there there are enough stakes. Yeah. Like they have the, There's this the story about her trying to get her parents back, right? That's always mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But and and you know at times it might seem like she forgets about it because she's so busy in this world. But the audience mm. will remember that there's a reason why she's there and there's a reason why she's doing what she's doing. But then we also mm. get that weird Miyazaki slice of life stuff in there too, where she's becoming accustomed to the world, and we yeah. get all the we get all the interesting characters. Like this, I think is the best. Exa- his I would agree that this is the best example of his work if you show it's, anyone it's any of his films. One... It's this one, yeah, because it, it's, yeah. it's it's got the perfect balance of everything, and it's, it's incredibly definitely the one palatable.
0: That anyone who hasn't seen a Miyazaki film, it's, it's like, you got, you got to start with this one because, uh, it's, it's the most palatable and it's, um, it's also, it has everything in it that I think, um, you know, there's not another Miyazaki film, uh, that doesn't like that spirited away. doesn't have an element of it in, you know what I mean? Totally. It's like everything you can expect from any one of his other films there's there's a part of it in in Spirited Away. So it is it is it is pretty much the ultimate Miyazaki film, but um you know, I would suggest that Spirited Away is where you start. Yeah. But I personally don't think that it's his best.
1: No, I again, it's like I think I've always noticed with this it's always entirely subjective. But I can say mm. on an almost an objective level, in terms of ticking every box in every category, not just categories you like or I like, Spirited Away is... I'll I, I, I probably say this. It is objectively his best film in terms of ticking every yeah, box I think... that it's trying to tick. Yeah. I think it is mm-hmm. his best. It's not my favourite. Mm-hmm. It's probably my third favourite. Uh, behind, mm-hmm. I like Porco Rosso because I don't know. I find that movie really quaint and enjoyable, with enough stakes and and mm-hmm. Princess Mononoke. Uh, my mm-hmm. the two above this one, but like uh, it was. But the, I'm uh, like I'm so fucking hard with what to say with this film because I was sitting with Kate, my partner, watching it, and I'm in love with this film. Like I know mm-hmm. the lines, I know every scene, I know key moments of animation. I've seen it that many fucking times that I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like it's yeah, so ingrained. Yeah, in my it is brain. a weird one I'm because... like where do I pick things? Where do, what do I talk about with this film? I can't just go, yeah. oh, how awesome is this scene? Or how awesome is this sequence? Or, Oh, isn't the the anim- yeah. the animation good here? Like I I I d I I don't know where to begin with this film. Except for yeah, it's Yeah I the, was actually amazing.
0: thinking while 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 I was watching them I, I had the thought I've really fucking, uh, like put myself in a corner here by suggesting this. And in the future, I should not suggest, uh, such outstanding directors because no, there's th-
1: nothing wrong with that.
0: Right. But there, there, there are a few directors who, um, are so exceptional that, It's hard to explain exactly why their shit is so good. Oh,
1: one day when we do the. But I mean, like, first of all, I think I'll probably die.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's shit like that. So it's it, you know, it's kind of fucked up trying to have to explain this shit. Yeah. But I mean, like, uh, so I can only go over things that I really enjoy, and both, like, every single one of these movies has it. Uh, but both Pony, uh, uh, Ponyo and Spirited Away have, have very good examples of it. One of the things I, I, um, I really enjoy about his films is this attention to, con- like, consistently overlooked character detail. And, uh, like, uh, like, uh, my favorite example of that, um, is in Ponyo, um, when, Tonyo first um expands the toy boat into a little boat that they can both get around in uh on the you know their, in their flooded town on these waters. And um in order to power the boat um Sasuke uh makes this uh like lights this candle underneath this thing that's going to power their little engine or or whatever. Um and so he he lights this match and uh, puts it to puts it to the wick and uh you know, then the he's he's holding it against the wick, but then the match goes out, and then he looks down to get another match, but the wick takes light without him looking. And he's pulling another match out, and then Ponyo's like, Oh no, it's lit, and then he puts the match back and then they go away. Now, if you were filming uh something live action uh that could be one of those things that's kind of like a happy little accident and the director would say oh let's actually use that take because um you know the the wick didn't light at first and then he looks down and it it adds it adds a little bit of character but what i really fucking appreciate is that he had to write that in there and if he didn't write it in there he had to be in inst- there. he had to he had to instruct The animation crew or do the animation himself that it's like the animation process takes so fucking long that it's like that is such a deliberate thing to have him accidentally light a wick and look down like it's such a human moment right you know what i mean to like accidentally do something and don't realize you've accomplished something and you think that you fucked up and oh no it's actually lit hey ponyo it actually lit oh, okay let's go that it's like it's a very deliberate thing that he did yeah and and that and and that's present throughout all his films i mean like uh plenty of his other films where it's it's just it's just simple little things like um i think it's in um uh the one about the witch in the delivery service. I don't like Kiki's Where, delivery service, but yeah. It's another okay, one I don't really like, like. But like she she runs into the house and then uh slips over and falls and then gets back up in this very deliberate way and I think like a very amateur writer or director would be like okay so then she runs into the house or you know an amateur would be like Okay, so he lights the candle and then they go away. But to understand, you know, to have this, to have this very deliberate action of an inaction, to be like, okay, so he lights the candle, but then doesn't realize that it's lit, and he's looking down, and then Ponyo points it out, and then they go away. Mm. It's, 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 it's a great, it's a great understanding of human moments. Yeah, and that's present throughout all of his films. And there's a lot to like about this guy, but I feel like that's the most understated thing of just these small details that exist throughout these films. That's what really brings them to life for me. It's, it's interesting because what
1: you're describing
0: is a very Japanese
1: thing. Like mm. in terms of Japanese cinema, like the, there's, a, there's a filmmaker called Ozu and his whole like style is just holding a camera on people. And just capturing, like, the subtleties in everything they do. Yeah. And I, I think you're, yeah, like, it's, uh, I, I didn't actually think about it until you brought it up then. But there's just so many just little details that are very human that, yeah. I, like, I don't think about when I'm watching the movie. But I know it's enriching my experience. I was just trying to run through some with Spirited Away while you were, like, you know, while you were talking. And, you know, the bit where, the the like, she's about to go and see your baba, and she, the lady's like, say thank you to the boiler man. And she goes, oh, and she turns around and she hits her head very quickly. And it's just like, she doesn't like <laughs> complain about it. She just hits her head for a second and she's like, thank you. And then goes away. And it's just like, this very small thing that like, I am i was yeah. just trying to remember that. But
0: it has to, it's a, it's a very, it's a very small accident for the character. Yeah. But in terms of production, it has to be planned down to the key. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's like Miyazaki understands uh like the charm of humanity yeah uh which i think uh has a lot to do with his um perspective uh, on his, life yeah his perspective on life but his love for um hand drawn animation right because uh that's one of the things i wanted to bring up with ponyo is that um he'd been experimenting with um computer animation since uh princess mononoke uh, which was, like, 1996, uh, 19- I think. And his last film, How's Moving Castle, um, was was uh, heavily computer animated. A lot of the
1: backgrounds um, and a lot of the non-characters uh, yeah, were uh, actually,
0: CGI. Yeah, like, a lot of the whole shit was done. And then they did, like, computer animation. They did, like, uh, hand-drawn art and then animated it with a computer and then drew over it uh with hand to give it that look but you can still tell uh you can tell mainly in the hair how unanimated the hair is in that film even though house moving castle is probably my second favorite yeah um but with ponyo he went back to hand drawn animation um which is one of my favorite things about Ponyo, and I, th- I, I was saying it to you uh, last week when I came down to your place. Um, Ponyo reminds me so much of The Wolf of Wall Street in in the sense that... You're the only person who ever said that sentence. And you can't believe that it's made by a man in his 70s. Yeah, I watch Ponyo and it's hard to believe that it's made by a man in his 70s. In that... Um, you expect a guy of his stature, his age, to consistently elevate and get more and more epic in his filmmaking. Um, but to also, um, hone in exactly what he's known for. But with Ponyo, it's a stripped down, very simple movie. It may even be his simplest film. Right. Um, but also, um he adapted a completely new style of animation, um, in that he wanted to go back to hand-drawn animation, but because of time constraints and his own inability these days, he wasn't a young man anymore. Um, So, they adapted this technique of um, the characters being done in um, broad strokes and very simple shapes, um, and the backgrounds are mostly still pastels. And I just yeah. think it's quite incredible for a guy, of his stature and at his age, to, to adopt a new style and to experiment uh, in different ways of filmmaking. Right. And um, outside the simple story, which I found charming, I also found his ability to adopt new techniques at his age uh, yeah. very respectful and i think it's a i think it's a beautiful looking film i think it, i think it worked for him right i
1: i find uh the art like the art style for ponyo disturbing <laughs> go on i'm not talking about the backgrounds i'm not talking about the the humans i find ponyo disturbing everything that that character does and looks even to the point of the weird baby shit like from being a Mm. human baby to being a fucking chicken thing creeps me out and i don't feel comfortable watching it and i don't and and i hate it and i I understand and and and, and, i thought it was meant to be a bit creepy though Uh, Yeah, well, you know, I don't think so. I think it's meant to be cute. And here's me, like, watching, like, this animated character, like, fucking play fingers with their fucking feet. Like, wrap their feet together and, oh. It's just little details in this that just kept upsetting me.
0: But I found it, I also found it creepy, but I found it creepy in the same way that I think E.T. looks gross. (laughs) Right, okay. I
1: don't know. I think it's like... Because this
0: movie to me is like E.T. meets The Little Mermaid.
1: Yeah. Kate said The Little Mermaid. She said, oh, this is like a Japanese Little Mermaid. And, um, yeah, I hadn't thought Mm. about that. And I guess you're, I um, I guess that's pretty accurate. But I don't know. It's just like, I, I, I really, I don't want to harp on my previous points. But, like, it's, it's hard for me to enjoy the style of something... When, I, mm. when I'm not really invested for two completely different reasons in the actual story that I'm being told. One is the right. oversight of the actual importance of things that are happening and the significance of, the, of those things. And the other is the complete and utter juvenile attitude towards it. And I feel like those two mm. things don't mix and it makes a very unpleasant experience for the audience, specifically mm. me.
0: <laughs>
1: or, you know, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like for someone who made a movie about, like, the the horrors of war and how war can change people, you know, the, the horrors of deforestation and, mm. you know, industrialization, shit like that, to then, like, make a movie where, like, a community destroyed by a tsunami is, like, mm. the third or fourth most important thing happening in the movie where like the yeah. people in the community aren't really affected by it they're just casually rowing around in boats while their entire life is at the bottom of the ocean yeah there could that could be uh... that that really doesn't rub me the right way
0: there could be another character in this town uh, that is one of the uh, uh that could be the central character uh, for one of his uh PG films and it's explored in a completely different fashion because I think, uh, one thing I find with Miyazaki is he has, a uh, two, two types of filmmaking, um, which is he has his films that are like, uh, Totoro and Ponyo, and then he's got his Princess Mononokis and Spirited Away and House Moving Castle. Things that are very, not very serious, but they're, they're more mature and they're about they have themes of greed and war. And, no, but this film uh, has those you know. themes. It just chooses to ignore them. I don't think... It... Yeah, they 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 kind of exist. You know, but like, what was the motivation like, of the father? Ah, don't worry about all that adult shit. How what... cute is Ponyo and Sisuke?
1: See, that pisses me off. That, it makes me right. not invested in the movie. Like, you know, it, and it but starts it... with... The, and then there's, like, these little traces of, like how poorly humans are treating the ocean. There's stuff mm. of that. There's even that in there. And I'm like, okay, that's an interesting yeah, but angle. Sort of Where's of that going to take the father? Yeah, but I don't want it just to be there. Have it there or don't have it there.
0: It's like, don't of, just, yeah, don't just like not, the, the ocean don't, don't the,
1: throw that in my the, face, especially when, if, if you're not going to commit to any of these things, and there are just so many moments where I wanted it just to kick up just one more gear, just a little bit. To make me think that there is even just a like remotely a, mo- a plot, just remotely,
0: mm.
1: you know. I think the maybe that maybe the, maybe the mother was being in- held hostage, not just casually chatting, like just something. I and was and happy and for it and, to and, not and I even said I even said I, I said this earlier. I really wish the conversation between Mother Ocean and fucking the father happened way earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. Because that context would have done wonders for my experience of the movie. If they just said, oh, it's a test. In my brain, I could have been like, "Um, okay, well, it's all reversible. They're magic and shit. It'll all be fine. It's a part of the test of love. But that comes after so much bullshit and so much chaos (laughs) and so much pain and suffering that I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I don't really care. And even near the end of the movie, it's just like, yeah. it's like uh, Ponyo and Sasuke come with me, and the old lady's like, no, and and then the dad's like, that moon is destroying the planet right now, and if you, <laughs> and if you do not come with me, then the world is being blown up. I'm like, okay, I've never heard of stakes that big in a fucking Miyazaki mm. movie before, and it's meant to have no. Yeah, but like I you're, felt you're like it was presented all as being innocent. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's- but I
0: felt like that because the movie is told from cis gay, and Ponyo's perspective that it's like all this real world drama exists outside of them, but they don't pay attention to it. All they care about is the relationship between the two of them. So yeah, but then that's why that's does presented? every other that's character not
1: seem to have any problems with it at all? There's this homeless family floating around in a boat yeah. with a baby that's sick yeah. with no food. And they're like, hello. Yeah come over here, say hello. Yeah. I don't know. This doesn't feel yeah. like the same studio that made Grave of a Firefly.
0: I mean, I think, uh, you know, I don't think you're wrong in everything you're saying, but I think that Ponyo is a very sweet little film that you can enjoy. Nah. So, yeah, It's I, not again- the best he has to offer and it's he overlooks these things, but... You know what? But he,
1: but he, but he's done a story like this before, where the stakes Mm. and the context and the text were fitting of this tone. Mm. I just don't understand how he made a love story between two four-year-old babies and one of them's a fish, set in a community Mm. that was destroyed by a tsunami. I just don't get it and i don't understand why he thought that was a good idea <laughs> and how and how and how he just just brushing over these these fucking themes is yeah. good and i don't under, and and so i'm i'm a bit i'm i'm actually disappointed by this film and i'm disappointed by Miyazaki for it because if he's I going he to actually, if he's going yeah. to if he's going to make this story have it be the hmm. first 20 minutes of the film have it be like yeah. that. Don't have fucking... Like, again, I was starting... I started feeling ill when I'm watching, like, Pony Like, fucking Sasuke's dad die. Pretty much die. Mm. While this cute music is playing and Ponyo's running across fish. And it's just like... Just don't have it be like this. Don't have it be so blatantly... Fucked. And so blatantly catastrophic. If, if that's not going to be a part of what you're, you have to say. Does that, do, do I make sense mm. at all? Or am I fucking just a cynical prick? Nah.
0: No. Nah, no, nah. No. That makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, you are being a yeah a bit of a cynical prick, but makes a lot of sense. Uh,
1: I want well, you to enjoy it. Mike, me, I'm like, happy. Really? I ruined Ponyo for you.
0: Well, you know what? You didn't think about any of this? Love, I fucking... No! No! I was only paying attention to the cute little romance. I thought it was such a cute little movie. And you're like, well, what about all the people that died? I'm like, oh, man, I don't fucking know. And now I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I guess it's kind of stupid. But, you know, I still think the bit, uh, which is like the whole second act... Which is uh, Ponyo and Suske on their little boat? That's adorable. I love that shit. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm. I'm sure there could have been a way to have done it. Like, could you imagine if the dad just abducted their mum, like his mum, and they had maybe to go in the, you know, they had to go I, in the I, little, I, they had to go in in the little boat out into the ocean, into the magical world of about, the ocean. I
0: didn't care about the dad. I didn't fucking care about the dad. I didn't care no, about what the I'm dad. But what I'm getting at is, like, care why, about the why, they, why care do they about have the town. to show
1: the community yeah. being destroyed? Why not have it be, in, be in a Don't way care. where this doesn't... do
0: care. Okay. I like Ponyo and Susuke on the boat being cute. That's it. And I think it's adorable. And that's all I like about it. All this other stuff, yeah, I get what you're talking about, but... I tell you what, that boat scene—that right. shit is so adorable.
1: Nah, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the just the art style, like, uh I, I, you know, I'm kind of I going like in the art style. Now. I
0: think the art. I think I think the art looks beautiful. No, 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 no the, the art does look animated.
1: beautiful. I I find Ponyo the creepiest looking character I I think I've ever
0: experienced. Yeah, but that's like an ET thing for me. Like uh, I said, like I th- I think she's creepy, but I think she's like creepy cute in the same way that ET is,
1: right? Um, you know what I mean. No, I don't.
0: Okay, so I got the um I got the reviews, reviews up. up. Should I just start? Awesome. Yeah, yeah you may
1: as well. Okay.
0: <clears throat> okay. So, this is a 10 out of 10 review by Vavajar. Uh mystical, engaging, wonderful. From October two thousand and two. Is it for Spirited Away or Spirited Away? Is one yeah, yeah Spirited Away, cool. Spirited Away, <laughs> Spirited Away is one of the most perfect movies I have ever seen. The least I can say about it is that there was not a single moment during it that my attention wasn't completely focused. The plot was fantastic and full bodied. Each character was given so much personality. Even the little soot spiders were treated as two dimensional hey yeah i'll agree with that in a way the whole film felt like a dream in that it is seamless it flows if well i don't think that's how dreams work but all right it flows effortlessly from scene to scene from emotion to emotion straight from terror and tragedy to comedy without the subtle bump that wakes you up that lets you know that the all right chill out dude that lets you know that the makers of the movie and the creator of the script had wanted you to be crying, but now you really should be laughing. It was so lifelike. Sometimes in real life, the most grim moments contain honest elements of comedy that do not seem out of place. But trying to put that sort of convoluted emotion into a film creates a very thin line that too many have fallen off of. There was no part of the film that felt fake or rushed or shaky the intensity of the storyline and the determination of the lead character was obvious throughout more than causing interest this movie made me feel i was sucked into the drama i can rarely say that a movie made me laugh and cry without feeling like an idiot but the caliber of this picture is so high that i don't even feel embarrassed i laughed i cried and you will too Well look, first of all, uh this person is mentally unstable. I agree with them for most of their (laughs) points, but I don't think they've ever seen a good movie in their life before. I feel like they've just been waiting their whole lives to finally see a good film, and they didn't actually know what it could be until they saw Spirited Away. Right.
1: I see I I think I think they've pretty much nailed it on the head though, like he, the, the best way I can probably describe Miyazaki is um, genuine emotion, believability um, but yeah. also presenting us with like the most insane otherworldly things but somehow still have that human pathos to it. <clears throat> I think that's the, I um, think that's probably the magic of Miyazaki.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is why, um, so Porco Rosso is my least favorite of his films, but I still love that movie. Like I I actually, uh, if you were to, you know, if I had to make a list of my top 50 favorite movies ever, all of his films would be in there. I think every single, I think every single one of them is fantastic. Um, but the reason that Porco Rosso is my least favorite is because it's the least sensational, like the least otherworldly, because what I like in this review, what I, what I really admire about him is that he can take us to, um, a completely different world, put us in a situation that, yeah, is so otherworldly and so so foreign to us. But it's still relatable. I mean, like, I watch Spirited Away, and I'm like, ha, yeah, that's exactly what it's like to start at a new job. And it's like, yeah. he, brings, he brings these, like, brings these otherworldly elements, but makes it relate to not only, like, the surface-level under- understanding, but, you know, it really hits at my core. You know, yep. I feel like, uh, like the reason I love his movies so much um, is because, like I said before, I cannot properly describe why I think he's so good and why these movies work so well because I think they're, like, tapping into my spirit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I get this fucking... I watch his films, and then I get this fucking zen feeling, and I don't know how he's doing it. He's a master. Yeah. It just makes me feel like I'm fucking meditating or some shit. And he knows exactly what he's doing. But, I mean, he's brilliant. And, you know, there comes a sacrifice with that. And that he's such an expert and he's so absorbed in his work he's such a perfectionist that um his son said I give him uh, zero marks for being a father but top marks for being for being an artist uh, for being a filmmaker right. Holy because shit. apparent yeah apparently he was not around at all uh, as a father he was just a uh, Ab- absorbed in his films and he was, he was a workaholic. Like that's his whole thing. So I'm not
1: surprised. He's
0: a very, uh, and if you've read any interviews with him, like he's a very thoughtful, intelligent man. He's a very, uh, sensitive guy. Um, and he pours all of that into his movies. Like his movies are his life. You sent me that, um, that quote of him saying that, um, you know, you have to believe that your art is going to change the world, even though nothing ever changes. That's what being a filmmaker is. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of says everything that you need to know in a nutshell about this guy. And that he, 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 pours everything into his films. And, uh, Spirited Away as a yeah is is maybe the best example of that
1: i think that's why i'm confused by ponyo cuz i think it's the only one of his movies where i don't have that
0: right but anyway oh, i felt like ponyo <laughs> i felt like ponyo was just like like a sweet reminiscence right. did you ever have uh you know when you were 4 years old did you have a little 4 year old romance yeah i did Cause I had a, when I was in preschool, I had a girl who like, we, we like I, I remember going up to my parents and holding this, we, me and this girl were holding hands and going up to my parents and being like, this is my wife. And uh. that was my little, that was my little four year old romance. And we would just walk around and hold hands and be like, Uh eh, you're my girlfriend. She'd be like, okay, cool. You're my, you're my boyfriend. And that was a very like, I think maybe that's why I like Ponyo so much because it was just like it's the sweetest, and I, th- I think he was just trying to tap into that. He right. was trying to make the most wholesome film possible, right? You know,
1: see, I had and four I mean, weddings at preschool, I got married to four different girls at preschool. Damn, so you were like slight. a fucking whore, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: At four years <laughs> old, yeah. <laughs> Fucking practicing, practicing polygamy in preschool.
1: I know, right? <laughs> they didn't explain divorce. One of them was a teacher, like one of the... I married one of the ladies running the preschool. I thought I thought it was pretty um, scandalous at the time. Little did Damn, I know. absolute player. <laughs> um, how about we uh, hear the pad review, which I, don't, yeah, okay, I so... can't believe
0: exists. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, so, this is a 1 out of 10 review by Barris Ford-Jude, okay, and they say, uh, headline, EH? EH? Question mark. EH? <laughs> EH? What? <laughs> uh, January 2010. I find it hard to believe that anyone rates this film at all. Not one minute of this makes any sense. The animation is not as artistic as the fans of anime would have it. The story is this. I'm sorry. This is a beautiful movie. Yeah, no, this it's whole so gorgeous. every frame of this is a painting. What are you talking Literally, about?
1: Literally, I would have like ninety percent of the frames in this movie. I yeah. would be happy to have as my screensaver on my computer.
0: Yeah, it it's it's immaculate. What are you talking about? Uh, the story is the story is ridiculous and the execution poor in the extreme. Anime is not my favorite form anyway, but a good story is a good story, especially if it is well executed. This garbage is neither a good story or well executed. <laughs> it is as though some anime guy has just completed a bad LSD trip and committed it to film. There is no explanation of any happenings in the movie, and all sorts of things happen, surreal and otherwise, and are just left to hang in the air. Suades? W- suits? Suits? suede, Suits would say that is the art in it. I say it's just daft and confusing for the viewer. There is little or no emotion in this endeavor either. Girl has parents turned to pigs. Why? Maybe it makes more sense in the s- subtitled version than the dreadfully dubbed version, but I doubt it very much. Another thing I hate about anime is the insist- This is a review for anime. Another thing I hate about anime is the insistence in denying the japanese of the characters. Oh. Uh, what um, is he saying? Yeah, I was- I'm worried that- They are drawn as western- Are we gonna get cancelled Pixar- by reading this? They are drawn as westernized as any Pixar or Disney character The only clue to... So, he has a problem that they're not all drawn with slit eyes, I guess Yeah That's what he's saying here They don't look... Where's the big teeth and the fucking (laughs) lines for eyes? This is not (laughs) Japanese (laughs) The only clue to its ethnic origin is the costume and backgrounds all the kudos heaped on this tosh is a severe case of the emperor's new clothes. Avoid this rubbish. It is time you will never get back. Wow. I want to meet this person. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does this person have a heart? Yeah. What? What's
1: wrong, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about him. He's been hurt by someone th- who liked anime. Yeah, I
0: know. I don't think they understand that, like, um, anime is drawn, um, the way it is, is because it's, it's meant to be extremely expressive. Yeah. Not, n- I don't, I don't think it's so much because they, they want to, uh, westernize the characters. I think it was just to, um, like big eyes oh, for big expression.
1: With he lost me with that. You know, I was... Yeah. Wondering, I was a bit also confused about this guy. How
0: come their skin tone isn't yellow and they have just lions for eyes? This is completely unbelievable. Yeah, I was willing to believe the talking frog, but these people are meant to be Japanese. I've met a Japanese man, and trust me, he looked nothing like this girl. One out of ten. Yeah, chill the fuck out,
1: dude. I I think this guy's the biggest cunt. Ever,
0: I hope you're I hope you dead, dude. Uh, 10 no, years see, ago, is- Dane.
1: Dane, stop <laughs> saying that stuff. <laughs>
0: oh, okay? yeah, you don't like that. Or we'll that? get
1: cancelled. Okay, I'm sorry. Is you don't, don't wish, wish someone wish dead.
0: A death upon people? And eh.
1: mm, yeah, yeah, it's okay, well, it's all good. It'll just be an in well, incredible you know, show one day when we get cancelled. They want fair enough to
0: die, each to their own. Some, some people enjoy wishing death on others and some people don't. I mean, I guess you're a coward. I'm not, I like to just wish death on my, I make enemies easily and I wish death upon them straight away.
1: Well, I think I need to be the yin to your yang in that, in that way. Otherwise I think it would just be complete chaos, wouldn't it?
0: Fair enough. That's why this is such a good partnership. <clears throat> yeah now All right. read to me a so, good review for ponyo okay so this is a 10 out of 10 review by M- ms taboo master is on form and welcomes a new generation of miyasaki followers from 2009 quite simply i was tickled pink watching this in the movie theater from ear to ear nah like i was tickled pink I was tickled pink too. What if he said it was delicious? Eyes wide open whilst trying to take all the details in that are the, at the same time insanely simple, fresh yet incredibly sophisticated, breathtaking and in imaginative. Uh, I wouldn't go breathtaking and imaginative, but I would say uh, incredibly sophisticated. In terms of audience age range, it is probably pre totterer Yeah, I would agree. This is like... Uh, this is the first... This is Baby's First Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, In terms of audience, uh, the plot works because of the pure heart of five-year-olds who are focused in on what they want and conscientious in their pursuit. They live in a world that is unspoiled by cynicism and cultural learning of how everything is supposed to work. While most critics might disregard this film due to a lack of message or plot, although it is in there somewhere... It is precisely for this reason the film should be cherished. Too often our judgment uh, is impeded by our own limitations of cinematic and cultural standing. Like most of Miyazaki's films, each is totally unique but undeniably Miyazaki. Ponyo may at times feel so unique and fresh, it may feel alien-like. The viewing experience provides a wonderful change from all the generic children's products that are generally commercialized to please the adult demographics, i.e., Animals that talk like their human counterparts, Eddie Murphy and Shrek. Uh, it is perhaps comforting to know that good old-fashioned hand-drawn cells still work so incredibly well in this digital era, where Toy Story, Wall-E, Shark's Cars generally triumph. It therefore feels rather nostalgic, at the same time makes the film feel timeless. A bit like how Totoro and Jungle Book hasn't really aged. Uh, the subtitles of each character's oh the subtleties of each character's expression and body language is captured in such nuanced interpretation that digital films like Wally can never compete on. Uh dean. Wally's fine, that's not a good example. Or if it does, it would be a very expensive process. It would be a big pity for Wall Dude, chill out with Wally. What's your problem with Wally? Uh to win over this one at the Oscars. And it probably will this year. Uh, yet it might be quite unfair to compare the two mediums as it is really the craftsmanship and the storytelling that wins at the end of the day for this Miyazaki is a true master. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm that, that kind of sums it up for me in that, um, the, the, like the plot, um, the plot and, uh, some other, yeah. And the message and all that shit. I'm an asshole. um, I mean, like, I, I feel I'm like a, a fucking bag. dickhead. <laughs> I, you know, just let me say my thing first, because it's like, I, you know, this, this may have had the opposite effects on me, because I do feel like kind of a fuckwit, because, um, you know, uh, people who like the film Rogue One, and they make excuses for it of like, mm. oh, you know, I just really like that the characters took a, uh, the, you know, the characters and the plot took a back seat for... Uh, just, uh, effects. Um, I, th- I think that they're retarded, but in this movie, um, I like that the, you know, the, the plot and all that other shit is just kind of put in the background and you're meant yeah. to just watch, you know, a little innocent love story between these two. And that's the, you know, that's kind of the point of it in that. Yeah you know, Ponyo and Sosuke don't notice these things. It's kind of in the background for them. So it's in the background for us. And we just kind of watch this, you know, a in very innocent love unfold. That's, that's why I liked it. And, but I think it works for this one and other films that they try to make excuses for, I don't think it works for them, but I, I do, I, I agree with this. And that, that's why, that's why it works for me.
1: What's the name of the person that wrote this review? Uh, Ms. Taboo. Uh, thank you, Ms. Taboo. Um, this is the first, this is probably the best review we've read. (laughs) Oh yeah? It's the first one that I've heard and then I've, it's made me somewhat kind of reassess my opinion on it.
0: I'm an Damn. asshole. <laughs> I love that just this one review that I read in a minute changed your mind. But you and me talking for like an hour and a half, you're just like, "No, no, no, Dan. No, Dan, no."
1: No, like it's like I still I still stand by my guns. But from our discussion, my opinion really wasn't changed. Which, you know, happens sometimes. Mm. Sometimes we change each other's opinions. But I don't know. I, I think it's I think the way that this person has said it kinda hit me a little bit.
0: Um Yeah.
1: I'm not gonna change my No, specifically view, Yeah. But I will watch the movie again and try and think of it in a different way. So thank you. What's their yeah. name?
0: Can I just can I just read what I think? Is the part you're referring to the most poignant couple of sentences? Yeah. Um, They live in a world that is unspoiled by cynicism and cultural learning of how everything is supposed to work. While most critics might disregard this film due to a lack of a message or plot in the film, although it is in there somewhere, it is precisely for this reason the film should be cherished. Yeah. Is that... That is it. The main... Yeah, that's the main point. Yeah, I... Yeah, that stood out to me as well. And I, I think, like, in just two sentences, this person has said everything that I've been trying to ramble out in the last <laughs> hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's why I liked it. But you have to, you know, you have to be in... You really have to be in the mood to watch it, you know? Right. It's, it's not going to be for everyone, and... um I think you have to be, you know, like the best time to watch a movie like Ponyo is hungover. when you feel, yeah, <laughs> when you're hung over, when you, when you feel your absolute worst, you know, when adult life is really fucking getting down on you. Yeah. You know, that's when it's really right. good.
1: I really like that review. It's the best one we've had. Everyone else either sounds like a wanker or an idiot. <laughs> you know? Either yeah. really, really verbose or like yeah. no, it's stupid. Good.
0: Brevity let's, um, let's hear the uh the worst one. Yep. Uh so one out of ten uh by Funk on Fire. Uh, oh it's already Sad a bad How Miyaz Sad How Miyazaki completely misses the mark from two thousand and nine September. I'd like to preface my review by mentioning that I've grown up with Miyazaki films. They have colored my childhood and given me the myths and stories that I cherish. That being said, Miyazaki is to me what most Disney films are to most Americans. We have fond memories attached to artifacts from our childhood. Come on, cunt. And as a result, they command our attention and respect even as we grow into adults. All right. Despite the warm place that Miyazaki's works have in my heart, I was deeply disappointed in Ponyo. The art direction and animation was subpar, lazy, and ultimately rushed. I will the never, story had an overly...
1: I would never say that about this film.
0: No, I think I think this is a... You know, I, it's different. It's definitely different. And the, the first time I watched it, uh, it was off-putting uh, because it's simple. But... Yeah. But I I think it really works, especially for the film, and I think I don't it's, think um, it looks lazy. No, I don't think it looks lazy, but it's it's definitely different, and I think it's adopted for the sake uh, of time, in that yeah. it would, you know, it obviously takes less time to hand draw something like Ponyo. Yeah. Um. But um. And 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 this is a very good example. Um, of, um, taking time constraints into consideration and then turning them into a creative benefit mm. that it's like, okay. So it's very clear that this shit was adopted, you know, for the time constraints, but rather than just doing a shittier job, they adopted and they adopted a new style, which. They embraced the restraints. Yeah. They embraced it and it looks beautiful. Hmm. Anyway, continue with what this person thinks. Um, The story had an overly sentimental aspect that I feel like earlier Miyazaki films were able to avoid without sacrificing a heartwarming, touching feeling to it. In addition to the sappy, quotation marks, story was there a story? The narrative was all over the place, lacked focus, and I was so sad and surprised to find myself bored and checking my watch 20 minutes into the film. I'm just imagining this guy sitting in the cinema, huffing and puffing and checking his watch at Ponyo and there's all these elated children around. Him. It's just like, oh, um... As an example of the simplicity, and not in a good way, of the story was what was with the test that Ponyo's mother conducts. It's a question of whether Suzuki loves Ponyo. What? He's five years old. Oh my god. (laughs) There are some positive elements of the film, although I was hard-pressed to identify them. First, the opening sequence is absolutely beautiful in its multi-layered presentation. The colors were popping with a balanced approach to detail and simple shapes that it gave the entire seaworld life. Other parts of the animation that were great were Ponyo's mother's hair, the fish waves, and dot dot dot, that's it. In closing, I'm having a hard time wondering why there are so many glowing reviews. I understand everyone is entitled to their opinion. It seems like many people are so starved for Miyazaki films in the US that they're willing to give glowing reviews to make the film successful in order to keep these his films distributed on a wide scale. That's pretty, uh, that's a pretty in-depth conspiracy theory. That's intense.
1: I don't know how we got, uh, went from one to 11 there. Yeah. That makes sense, I, can I understa- see
0: X equals Y. While I can understand this argument and position, I feel that we should voice our opinions when a work of art is not up to par. And when we know that the artist has it in him to do so much better. Alright, Funk on Fire might be my most hated reviewer so far. Wow, we've, we've hit some milestones in this episode. Yeah, haven't
1: yeah, what an asshole. Yeah. Um... Some things he says I don't entirely disagree with, but I don't know. He sounds more cynical than me with this film. And I think that's quite- Yeah. That's quite an achievement. Like, I came in fucking
0: ready to fight for this film. Like, against it. I mean, what a snooty review. Mm. (laughs) Mm. It's- it's like- it's like you're going in there expecting there will be blood and you watch Ponyo and it's like, hmm, you know- a just monocle, I have a few things to say about this film. Yeah. It's like, it's, and you know, it is kind of like saying, where is the addressing of the cynicism of the real world? It's like, that's not, yeah, it's not really so the me. point. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, it might be a bit hard to watch as an adult. It's, uh, you know, it, like I said before, especially if you're just coming off of, Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle, and especially Howl's Moving Castle, which is just like, you know, war and shit. Yeah. And then you go into Ponyo and it's just like, hey, it's me, fucking cute Ponyo. Well, and it's well, like, yeah, what's up, like, Ponyo? That's kind of like what happened to me. Tongue,
1: I saw Spirited Away. I saw uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Then I went and rented Princess Mononoke. So in terms of like heaviness, they got heavier. They got yeah. more interesting, they got smarter. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm sitting next to my mum
0: embarrassed that we're seeing Ponyo. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I, you know, that's why I admire the balls of Miyazaki because it's like uh most most guys like him, like I I think fucking almost everyone, um as they as they grow older, they try to get larger and larger in their scope and it would be full you know the the expectation from an audience on him after spirited away Howl's moving castle it's like what's he gonna do next and then he comes out with this shit (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah like wow okay what a fucking letdown so it seems like i I mean if you know that taste out of my mouth since i saw it when i was a kid yeah and you know i i i definitely have um you know, an advantage in the, in, in the way I watched them, where I just had all of these films sitting in front of me. I'd only ever seen, uh, Spirited Away and I think, a, a couple of others. Um, so I was able to watch them, uh, without time being a context. And, you know, I watched My Neighbor Totoro and Ponyo in the same fucking day. Wow. So, you know, and so in taking all these films into, um you know, just in a fucking, just in a fucking void that they, ex- they exist on their own. I, I think it's, I think it's up there as one of his best. But if you, if you, if you look at it in a, a linear, from a linear perspective, uh, I can understand why it would be really disappointing that this is, you know, the shit that he came out with. Next. After but House. Yeah. he's, he's got, he's got one more coming out. And now- He
1: might die before that comes out. You know that, right? He pr- yeah, he pr- <laughs> He probably will. Anyway, uh, I, what are your uh, what are your closing to. thoughts on and fart ratings for Spirited
0: Away and Ponyo? Um, look, this is a you know this is a tough one. It's hard for us to really discuss like why one works and one doesn't because I I honestly think that both of them work really well. Um, Spirited Away is. Um, a really good film to just take you to fucking uh I'm tr- I'm tr- I'm trying to trying to word this without sounding like some sort of fucking uh pseudo intellectual wanker stoner but it's like to take you into another place in your head and make you feel comfortable with that place spirited away is is really good for that um it it's 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 actually kind of a kind of a scary film to be honest not like a fucking eraser not a racerhead, but a hellraiser type scary but right. it's kind of freaky i mean when then that that shit's running around and eating things it's you know it's kind of a freaky film and it um it's kind of horrific when you're in that girl's perspective early on you're in this strange world but it's good. It takes you to a strange world and then it allows you to be comfortable with it, which I think is good for the mind. Uh, it's, it's really well made. I give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, and with Ponyo, um, you know, it definitely has some flaws that you can, you can pick out, but I think, I think Miyazaki, he's too smart to do, i have been aware of them and i think yeah. that he accomplished exactly what he wanted to and yeah. also ad- adopted a new art style which looks beautiful it's a simple unique film that will really if you're not feeling good watch ponyo it'll it'll boost your mood and make you feel better and for how it just hits every mark that it's trying to hit uh, I also give it a ten out of ten. holy shit that's intense um
1: <laughs> so i think I think uh uh a spirited away is my favorite animated movie of all time it's certainly the one that I've seen the most um I watch that movie to feel comfortable I watch that movie to feel feelings I watch that movie to experience your the favorite art. yeah animated Even more movie than space jam yeah, Space Jam's half normal anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably my. It's I think it's my favorite animated movie. Everything about it's perfect. The like I like it. It's it's the sa- it's, uh, it's it's uh, to describe it. I'm gonna have to quote a filmmaker that I'm actually recommending, and the quote is a good movie. A great movie is when you don't know what about what it is about it you love, but you know it's right. And that's yeah. kind of what I have with Spirited Away and Miyazaki movies is there's this aura, this aura, this feeling to them that is that is unlike anything else. And yeah. Spirited Away is the uh, most objectively balanced version of that and with its technical aspects. So I, I get the, like I, I honestly wish the movie just kept going. And I just mm. lived that film. It's the most abstract thing <laughs> I'll ever say. But I just wish I could just enter that world, you know? Mm. And every time I watch it, I'm always looking for other little bits of information. So, my experience of that world expands. Um, 10 out of 10. I fucking adore this movie. It's, it's a roller coaster for me, but in the best possible way in terms of how I feel about it and what I experience. Ponyo. I don't like it. I, I, I actively don't like it. Um, I don't think I get it. Um, or at least I didn't until you put some points forward. And then that review, um, I find the setting of the film to be contra- like a contradiction to what you and this other person have said. I think that that kind of story should not be told in this setting with these things happening and that to me is disturbing and causes um, conflict in me because mm. I can't just ignore some pretty horrendous things happening and it's like the story's happening in the background and I and I, I don't like that um, mm. but at the same time from listen, reading that review and listening to you I think I understand it now um, but I still don't think I like it <laughs> yeah so from talking to you in this review I've bumped it from a 4 out of 10 to a 6 out of 10 um, damn so yeah 6 farts out of 10 um, because
0: take that Miyazaki you hack no no <laughs> it's, the, it's the only one of his movies that I don't,
1: it's, 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 it's weird. Cause it's the only one of his movies that I have
0: this adverse reaction to.
1: I don't like Kiki's to understand. I understand.
0: I'm so happy that you had those feelings because we've spent the most, most of the time talking about Ponyo, which I'm, yeah. I'm happy with. I'm sorry uh, if
1: anyone wanted to hear us talk about Spirited Away. But I don't oh appreciate- we'd only
0: say the same shit everyone says Ponyo is more interesting to talk about because it's like it's such a weird f- like Spirit away is kind of weird but Ponyo is a weirder film yeah in Spirited Away and I'm so glad we had um, those different points of view because I understand exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. I think it it's makes like,
1: sense I think it uh, like objectively and contextually it's really hard for us to argue about Spirited Away. But because mm-hmm. there's, really does come down to your perspective with Ponyo. Yeah, because
0: what are we going to say about Spirited Away? Except, like, how cool is this bit?
1: Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be those people. How,
0: how good is this part? Yeah. Oh, I love... Yeah. Yeah, No, Ponyo is, Ponyo is such a strange film. Mm. I mean, like, just, just for, like, more in terms of... Um, like Miyazaki himself. I'm so it, glad that I'm so glad that this got the worst because it's um you couldn't talk about Miyazaki in a more interesting way than than bringing up this film because right. it's it's so bizarre that he made this movie. Yeah. It's I think it went over
1: my head. I like I I don't think I get everything. You know?
0: I I don't think it went over your head. I think it's sort of uh skirted, you know, under your legs yeah like a sort of like a sort of little, like a mischievous little two-year-old yeah sort of ran, sort of run around your legs and you just like what the fu- like Ponyo, Ponyo herself sort of ran between your legs and you're like what the fuck i'm not into this yeah go I, away you annoying thing
1: yeah I, I don't know i i still think for me it comes down to the fact that they they dangle a plot at times mm. and then don't and I'm like, mm. I just wish they didn't dangle it if they weren't going to do anything with it. And that annoys me. You know, me. I, think ult-
0: I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. and The, the thing that uh, at the core of it you and I disagree on is that you hate that they dangle the plot and then don't do anything with it, where that's what I really like about it is right. that there's this plot with these greatest stakes dangled in front of you and you're like, oh, what's going to happen here? And then he goes, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just enjoy this little cute thing going on. It's like, mm. oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Mm. Thanks. I will. En- I will enjoy this. And then there's me.
1: I didn't think I was the most cynical one of us,
0: too. Hey, we 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 chop and change. Don't worry. Uh, next week, I'm sure I will sound like the asshole. I have. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we have. I think we have a good balance of episodes. <laughs> it's like the last, the last Definitely. few. The last few, you've you've been the guy.
1: I've been mean, the cynical... Oh, no, I was...
0: Uh, I Actually, I was more cynical about the modern Wonka. Joel Edgerton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, Joel Edgerton. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do not speak ill of Joel Edgerton. He is a national treasure, and he is making no. movies about Australian Leave things. Leave Joel
0: alone!
1: <laughs> um. Anyway, I think it's my turn to recommend this week.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So the best and the worst of Joel Edgerton.
1: no. <laughs> We're not watching Boy Erased again. Um, so, when you were up uh, on the weekend after we were shooting our movie, um, mm. I started talking to you about Robert Altman. And oh, you yeah. seemed to be somewhat interested in some of the things I was telling you. So, yeah. because he's made so many fucking movies, I had to make it a bit specific. So, in my brain, there's the golden era of Robert Altman. And that's mm-hmm. nineteen seventy 1970 to nineteen seventy five. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna do the math on the Robert Altman movies from nineteen seventy 1970 to nineteen seventy five, and we'll watch them. Um, he is my favorite director, and and I don't think you've seen I think you've seen Popeye, which is the weirdest I've, one of his movies to have seen. Yeah,
0: the only one I've seen is Popeye. It's
1: fucking Popeye. So yeah, he has a lot of other good movies in other generations. He actually kept coming back and having revivals. But this is the period where, like, I don't think he has like I think he has misunderstood films, but not bad films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cool. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Anyway, thanks for listening and uh talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.